What's up? Jason Tatum here. Ball up wherever you are with NBA 2K Mobile. Playing game events to collect NBA legends and rising stars to assemble your dream team and settle things on the court. Download NBA 2K Mobile now on the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to this live stream. You got, why did the old school music start from here? I don't, I have no idea. You know what? It, it messed up already. Let's just get, get into it. Oh my goodness. I was trying to do something diving. right. Listen, that intro music, the one before our original podcast intro music is goaded. A lot of people have asked for that in the comments section. And right now you can't find that song anywhere currently. Um, but I'm working with the guy who made it. It's a St. Saxon sound. And once he has everything set up on YouTube or Spotify or whatever, I'll, uh, I'll shoot the link in the description for you guys to go listen to that song. So game four reaction recaps last night or two nights ago, I believe we did the Timberwolves recap. No, not the Timberwolves. I'm sorry. The um, the Kings and Warriors and the other game that happened. I'm forgetting which one it was. The Knicks, the Knicks and, and Cavs. Cavs, dude. Exactly. The Knicks and Cavs. I'm already forgetting. My brain is fried right now. Reactions tonight are for the Heat and Bucks and the Lakers Grizzlies. Both teams that went up three one on their respective opponents. The Heat, surprisingly, which is the team we're going to talk about first, the Miami Heat took a 3-1 lead on the What Milwaukee are we doing? Bucks. We're talking about the Heat first? Yeah. Are, are we, we a to. serious podcast yeah. right now? We, we are. Absolutely not. Enough I'm not going to stand for this. Yeah, we're I'm talking about up. the Los Angeles Lakers. My Wi-Fi stinks right now. Yes, and I'm like, glad for it. Um, Joel, continue. No way. Listen, before we get into it, Santos PAS meme. John, I'm sorry I made the video. It barely took me 10 minutes to find the videos and edit it. Bro, Shout not, out to you, man. Santos. For 10 minutes is very. <laughs> he said it took him 10 minutes. Come on, John. Come on. Now, listen, when it comes to Miami Heat and Milwaukee Bucks, Jimmy Butler had a historical classic performance. One of one of the best performances we'll ever see. And Drew Holiday didn't really match up against him until, like, the fourth quarter when it was apparent that, okay, Jimmy Butler is, like, really taking over this game. Jimmy was cooking Chris Middleton this entire game. And quite frankly, I didn't know the Miami he'd had this in them. I thought once Giannis came back, the Bucks would easily beat the Heat and win this series. And I'm not counting out Milwaukee just yet. I know that they're down 3-1, but... Before coming into this series, when we talked about the Bucks fully healthy versus the Heat, most predicted a sweep, a five-game series at most. To, to act like the Bucks with Giannis can't win three games in a row, two being at home, I think is a bit – it's just going over the top a little bit. This series is not over just yet. The Bucks can come back. With that being said, Jimmy Butler was fantastic, 20 points in the fourth quarter. And as for the Bucks, I mean, if their second player consistently is going to be Brooke Lopez, then they're not going to win these games. They're not. They need more out of Drew Holiday. Chris Middleton, they need more out of him. And Giannis, there's not much he can do when there's not much spacing around him with these role players. I do think that these role players are a bit of an issue. They, they don't provide much spacing. And the Heat are kind of exposing some of the weaknesses that lie within the Bucks roster right now. Oh, the spacing's oh. supposed to be Connaughton, Joe Ingles, Grayson Allen. These are all guys that can yeah. shoot the basketball. Oh, you have those yeah, their defense stinks. I'm not going to say you're wrong, but they could stretch the floor. 
Middleton definitely he needs to play better. Drew Holiday needs to shoot the ball better. But for the majority of the season, the second best player on the Milwaukee Bucks has been Brooke Lopez. Let's just be completely honest. Um, so listen, there's no excuse for the Bucks losing tonight's game. You can give them the excuse when Giannis wasn't playing for sure. That's the best player in the world. Him not playing is gonna hurt the Milwaukee Bucks, but there is no excuse for losing this game, especially when you're up at one point double digits in the fourth quarter. Jimmy Butler had a Jimmy Butler type performance in the playoffs. And Joel, I'm sorry. The fans would kill me if I didn't acknowledge this. Why'd you sleep? Jimmy Butler in the playoffs is legit. He's one of the best playoff performers of our generation. He needs that acknowledgement. He needs that respect. And that was put on full display Wait, what? today. Jimmy wait, Butler is wait, one of the what? He's not All one of the time. best player performers of our generation. What are you talking about? Yeah, what, how is he what, what, what how, are we doing here? Okay, why are we exaggerating that when right. realistically he's played alone on this Miami Heat team and nonstop he wills them to what's victories? Our, what's our generation again just so I'm not tweaking? Okay. The generation that we have Jamal Murray as one yeah. of the best playoff performers ever. Why can't Jimmy Butler? Who, John, who John. says that? John, refresh my memory. John, refresh my memory. Come on, Riv. You act like you're not on this podcast. Hold up, You Drew. act like oh, you haven't yeah. heard people. Yes, please. Yeah. Come okay. on, stop. Uh, yeah. uh, wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Jamal Murray plays like a superstar on the playoff. That doesn't mean he's an all-time great generation. That's what you told me. I said of our generation. What are we talking and, about? I never and, called Jamal Murray one of the greatest playoff performers of our generation. Oh, my God. Jimmy Butler is not in, uh, that. Podcast? Hey, hold up, hold up. John, uh, refresh my memory, please, because I knew Drew was going to bring that up. So this is my rebuttal. After the Heat won, lost the playing game, wasn't Drew the one that said that they were going to lose to the Bulls and that Zach Levine was going to outplay Jimmy Butler? If one of the best Zach, player performers so, of our generation? So that's, so that's your rebuttal. Serves. That's your rebuttal for me every single time. <laughs> he called the flip aside protege for so backup. So, oh, my that, goodness. Is that what you're going to use as your rebuttal when you were very adamant, right? Or I've never discredited Jimmy Butler. Even he last said Zach season, Levine would outplay him. I said I thought Zach Levine would have a great game because he did against the Raptors, and that's the reason why they won. Zach Levine played like trash. Jimmy Butler played very well. I gave that acknowledgement. But regardless of that fact, King, the truth of the matter is you said that Jimmy Butler is not like that come playoff time. I don't understand why he gets overrated as this playoff performer, one of the better playoff performers. Oh, does he? Yes. 56 points in the playoff game, one of the it's most a, all-time. The, the franchise record for the Miami Heat on a yes. team that had LeBron James, Dwayne Wade. Is that what we're going to do? It's a great performance. Now listen to this. For one, I deleted I deleted the tweet. More Nasty. so because I didn't, didn't want to. Seconds after it was shared with me, mostly, by the way. mostly. Well, I didn't know it was shared with you, mostly because I didn't want my notifications to be flooded. I'll let I'll give those notifi notifications to you. You're welcome, Drew. I'll give them to you. I didn't want my notifications to be that that much. With that being said, Jimmy Butler, from where I, where I could recall, has had one phenomenal, amazing playoff run in the bubble. The finals was a great series overall. That run. Goran Dragic was their leading scorer up to the finals. The only playoff run that Jim Brother was exceptional was in 2022, going to the Eastern Conference Finals, taking the Celtics to seven. Before, before the bubble run in his heat tenure, for the most part, Jimmy Butler has not been this consistent playoff performer. Now, let's, let's say after this performance that Jimmy Butler just had, by the way, he had to have 56 to barely get the past the Bucks. Good. With Middleton and Holiday having off games. If the Heat blow this series 3-1, is he still an all-time great playoff performer? 
Why can't you appreciate what Jimmy Butler's doing right now, bro? No, I'm just asking. The you, I'm he just asking. Has the fourth most points in a playoff game ever, and you're sitting up here saying, "Well, what if he blows the three-one lead in five days?" <laughs> the reality is, Jimmy Butler is one of the greatest playoff performers of our generation. What the fuck? Six years no, ago, he's not. Maybe, know, maybe, I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to understand, my brother. Riv, why is that statement so preposterous for you to hear? I just think this is un, just, this is un, because you're overreacting to one game. This is Wait, John, 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 one John, game six years ago in 2017, before Rajon Rondo got hurt, those Bulls were about to take that first seed Celtics team to seven games, and they, they lost because Rondo got hurt. Rondo exactly. was and he had so not a you're single me, star to so support. You're telling me that and the, now you're that one of the greatest. Joel, 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 let John talk. The number one seed, the team I, among many people, had going to the finals this year and even winning it 3-1. He just had 56 points, could not be stopped from mid-range, one of the best performances I've ever seen in the playoffs, went 15 of 18 from the three-throw line, could not be stopped, won on an 11-0 run, and then won the game. That was one of the greatest player performances we have seen a year after taking a Miami Heat team to the conference finals against the Boston Celtics, and he was the best player in that series. He's they had a good two years stretch from that going doesn't make him He's so had three a- of his four years in a Miami Heat jersey. He's been unbelievable in the playoffs, and you're going to discredit him for that? He's not an all-time great player performer. What are we doing here? Of our generation, no, he's he is not. one of the – Yes, he is. Is he a yes. better player performer than Kevin Durant? No. Steph no. Curry? No, what? James so there Harden? can't be more. There can- uh, yes. yes, he's not a better platform Jimmy than James Butler Harden. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Look at I'll the take averages. Jimmy Look at the averages. Take Jimmy James hey, Harden hey. is better in the playoffs. Go ahead, go ahead, Riff. Go ahead. Uh, I just, I just think, I just think, me personally, I just think there's a, a a pretty good gap between Kawhi, Steph, Kevin Durant, LeBron. And then the rest of the league in terms of playoff performance. I, I think those four guys have I pretty much. And John, you made that face. I'm giggling if you make that face because Jimmy Butler, by no stretch of imagination, is on the same level as playoff performers as those four guys we just named. Not, not even close. So he's for you to close. say he's a, you, no, for you to say he's an all time great, great John, performer, I'm with you. It's, Don't it's lose nuts. me. It, it's like to say he's great. I, I'm with you. If you say he's great, that's fine. If you say he can give you one of those, one of them ones. Okay, but to say all time great, I think is a stretch. I Rick, think that is the way where you lose. Me I didn't say all time great. I said of our generation. Even then, that's our generation. generation. Is that, is that crazy? From our generation. I understand. I understand that. I'm saying There's these guys are better. He's there not is in a that gap. first year. He's not in that first year of guys. James Harden the, right now versus Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, yes, he's a better playoff performer than James Harden currently. We're talking about Houston James Harden, who took the Golden State Juggernaut Warriors to seven games. What are we talking about here? What are we talking so his about? One, Wait, his one run? His one he's run? He's had multiple runs where he was No, I'm just saying the Golden he State led, Warriors. He led the Rockets to two, two Western Conference Finals in his tenure. I remember his last run with the Rockets being over in five games. He averaged 30 in that series. Okay, really? Let's be real. Five games averaging 30. The, the Rockets didn't look great overall. What was his efficiency? I'm genuinely curious. Hold uh, up, if you Drew, know. In 2021, the first round of the playoffs, what was Jimmy Butler's efficiency versus the Milwaukee Bucks? That's 2021, really he was not great. He was friend. not great. It was, it was yeah, dog shit. But again, like I said, three, three wanna, of the well, four years well. he's been in Miami Heat jersey, Hold he's up. played unbelievable. Riv, I want to ask you, before you go, John, Riv, I want to ask you something. Uh, so John over here who states that Jimmy Butler is one of the greatest performers of just generation – James they Harden? were they, no, oh, he says Jimmy oh, Butler. Okay, okay, they were up on the Boston Celtics, the first seeded Celtics, mm-hmm. 
with Rajon Rondo. Rajon Rondo goes down and they lose the series. Four straight, shouldn't yeah. shouldn't one of the greatest platformers of the generation not lose four straight? At least games? get one. Yeah, at least get one. He didn't. He did not get what one. Are talking that. about John? Right, this is an overreaction. Like this is yeah. an overreaction. And it's like funny Jimmy Butler is an older, more mature, game Jimmy, more refined. Jimmy Butler. Is, are we going to pretend that Jimmy that's Butler not the case? had a historical performance? We can appreciate his great performance. Fourth most points ever in a playoff game. John, you want to know who's fifth? Name me that player. Who's fifth, John? Charles Barkley. John, who's fifth? Think. <laughs> think. Think is crazy. Is it Charles? <laughs> no. Oh, you want to know who's five? Because Jonathan John... Mitchell. Oh yeah, Donovan Mitchell, the guy that you routinely uh, crap on, right? That you routinely crap on, although his playoff averages look amazing. Yeah, you I got a bone to pick with you, John. John. I got a bone to pick with you. <laughs> we'll get around continue. Later. Well, what first we off, about? Jimmy Butler is a better player now than he was six years ago. For sure. And I think we could all agree that he's gotten Riv, better in the mid-range area. Riv? I don't know why you're making that funny it's face. It's Chicago. Chicago. because of the defense. It's there's because not, of the defense. I don't know if no, you're talking about Chicago. I think he's, he's, he's a better will, shooter in more. Chicago than he was now. He was still a relatively the same playmaker. Defensively, he was better in Chicago than he was in Miami. I, I think he's mentally he's a better player. But into, like, and I, that's I don't know. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I, Jimmy I don't Butler know. does things that he shouldn't be able to. It's sheer will. And that's the difference here. And yeah, Donovan Mitchell years ago was hitting his peak, but we're seeing Jimmy Butler at 33 years old continue to get better, it feels like, in the playoff crucible. And that's why right now people are so high on him. What he's doing for the first time in 16 years, to have a one seat on the ropes like this, even if Giannis missed two games. In game one, they're out playing the Bucs before Giannis got hurt. And then in game four, he led one of the craziest comebacks. That was him backpacking the entire game. And they stepped up Caleb Martin, Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson. But ultimately, I don't know if there's a bigger floor raiser in the postseason than Jimmy. And that's why I think he's starting to enter that mix of maybe not Steph Curry because he's a top 12 player of all time. But I think he's definitely earned his name in that company with his two-way ability and how well he's raised his team's floors the last four years. And it's all about 2021. His team had less than a two-month break before a five-month regular season. They're beaten and battered. And they went up against my uh, Milwaukee Bucks team that went to the NBA Finals. Like, I'm not going to hold that one run against Jimmy. When in the last two years, he's continued to show who he really is, continuing to get better and better. You hold one runs against players all the time. But how do you respond? That's what makes legendary players, my friend. Are you implying that Jimmy Butler is a legendary player? This is what he's we're getting into that trajectory. Oh, you can't be a legendary player having no ring. What do we do? He needs a championship for that. Jimmy Butler, can we names around have zero rings? He has the finals appearance. Like we have legendary generational all time, and he has one finals appearance. What are we doing here? Hey, hey, Dallas, you're hey, Dallas. I want to sound like a Celtic fan that's afraid to play this guy in the playoffs. Get out of here. Get out of here. Celtics would smoke the heat. Let's stop. Let's stop. Let's stop fucking talking. Let's talk. Listen, I thought I thought they were going to smoke the heat last year, and they didn't. Now, now listen, Dallas. You, you are the most unbiased analyst in the world, so I got to ask you this question. When it comes to Jimmy Butler, okay, yeah, if you want to say, if you want to take this playoff series in last year and just measure him by these two and be like, okay, the, these two playoff series, these two playoff runs are why he's the greatest, one of the greatest platforms of our generation, you have a case. Ultimately, it's the totality of your career, the totality of Jimmy Butler's career is not that. It's what not. are you basing that off of? And Dose, and Dose, do you think the totality of Jimmy Butler's career represents an all-time great platform of, of this generation? 
No, you can't go that far. Riv, Riv listed off the names. I mean, like, you're talking about generational all-time. It's the LeBrons, Kawhis, KDs, guys who have all the numbers, have the championships. I think you need to have both. And, of course, that Lakers team was better than that Heat team in the bubble. But even still, I don't think you could give him that high of label. You say he's a great player, performer, but I don't think you need to go to that level. And before we keep going on this Jimmy Butler tangent, I do want to talk about the Bucks and Heat game at least a little bit before we keep talking about 2016 and his time with the Bulls like we do with every NBA episode. Um, the Heat in the fourth quarter, they had no business winning this game. They outscored the Bucks by 16 points in the fourth quarter. It looked like the game was dead and over. I, I was half paying attention. Me and my girl were just moving in. I'm putting the couch together, TV up, all of this, and, and I'm not oh, really even there. looking at the game. And all of a sudden, I, the next thing I know, it's like a four-point game. Like, all right, let's lock in. And the fact that we didn't really give the Bucks or the Heat any chance in this series and of course Giannis goes down and changes the entire outlook of the series but even today you know Giannis was he was Giannis but you could tell he wasn't himself on the bench he wasn't even able to sit down for longer than like a minute or two like his back was without a doubt bothering him but now we're at a point where the Heat have a 3-1 advantage and the Bucks, without a doubt they have the championship pedigree they have the more talented team this Heat team is not good I mean, the, the, they had uh, – who they have out there? Highsmith getting 15, 20 minutes, right? They have guys who were like borderline G-leaguers playing significant minutes for them in this playoff run. So the Bucks have the better team, the deeper team. Um, but I definitely think some of their flaws are showing this series. They're an old team. They're the oldest team in the NBA. You have guys like Joe Ingles and Pat Connington getting minutes who are going to get cooked on defense. And you have guys like Middleton and Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday especially, who offensively has not shown up this playoff series. And Middleton, who could be inconsistent at times. And we're just getting shit on the entire game by Jimmy Butler. So it's hard to really make a prediction right now because without a doubt, there's not there. You have to give the bucks a chance to win three in a row, but if the heat just need to win one and we see Jimmy Butler could play like the best player in this series with Giannis on the court, they have a very good chance to win one game out of these next three. Uh, for me personally, I think the Bucks get the next game. I think game six in Miami is the one where it's like, all right, for Miami, like this is probably the most important game of the series, a season. This is the one where Jimmy has to go replicate what he did tonight to get that W. I think that game six is more important for Miami than this game five. I think Milwaukee will come out firing. I, I've i been pretty adamant. I don't want to say like loud. I'm going to say adamant about it, though, about the Bucks role players. I've never really been too high on them. I've always felt like, yeah, they're good shooters, but defensively they don't give you what you need, especially on the wings, and that, that's been exposed a lot. It's just Drew Holiday and the rest. Chris Middleton's not there defensively. Uh, Pat Connaughton's not there defensively. Grayson Allen, like, there's just not enough bodies on the wing defensively that can keep up with these other players. And uh, Drew Holiday, as great as he is, I mean, offensively, he's not that good in the playoffs. You know, he's very inefficient at times. And the underrated tag needs to kind of get swept from his name because yeah. offensively, he does not give you what you need to get on a consistent basis. Defensively, he's great, but he's also the only guy out there. So sometimes he's tired. He's sluggish. He can't give you that 100%. And just Jimmy just, you know, you got to give love to Jimmy. I, I, I wish we came up here and we just gave love to Jimmy instead of trying to put him in conversations where he doesn't need to be or try to prop him up or lower him down. No, Jimmy could just get praise for the fact that he put on a Herculean performance, probably the best performance of the playoffs by far so far, 56 points. I mean, he was ridiculous in Miami. You know, they were down 12 in the fourth quarter. He came in. He just put on the show. No bag. Jimmy was just impressive. And you got to give that credit to him. Miami is not a good team, but they find a way with Spo 
with Bam, with Jimmy Butler, just gut out wins. And that's all you can ask from this team. Gut out wins, gut out wins. I think this series from Milwaukee, it shows a lot on Milwaukee than it does on Miami. Because even though Giannis is out, you know, we give them that, that, that excuse. This team we thought was good enough to at least get a game. You know, we, we thought this team was good enough to at least thug out one. They couldn't do it. And now they have a, a big task ahead of them. They have to go in to Milwaukee, which I think they win. And then game six is going to be a tough task. Miami is going to be loud. Jimmy Butler is going to come to play. You have to realize, what are you going to do defensively? How are you going to scheme against him defensively? You've done it before, but now it's a different task. How are you going to wrap around the fact that Jay Crowder is not good? Grayson Allen's not good defensively, not good. Pat Connors yep. is not good defense. Joe Inglis is not good. You have a bunch of guys on the wing that can shoot. But defensively, they don't offer that. And then I look even further. When you go play the Knicks, when you go play the Celtics, defensively on the wing, what are you going to do? I mean, like, how are you going to be able to manage and coexist and be able to build a scheme that's right to stop these other teams? I think you make an excellent point, Riv. Even doubling Jimmy Butler, though, I think a, a trap card that Eric Spolster has had in this series is that he's played Duncan Robinson more. And Duncan Robinson is hitting his threes. Yep. Game three, he was amazing from downtown. Game four, he was amazing from downtown, had nine points. And I think if you open up the floor, now you allow the defenses to be honest and think twice about double-teaming Jimmy. I do think that Drew Holiday has to start the game off on Jimmy Butler, though. You, you can't have Chris Middleton starting the game off, off on him. And then once you notice Jimmy's getting hot, oh, yeah, now let's put Drew on him. Drew has to be the guy from the beginning of the game that's on Jimmy Butler and now you put less stress on Middleton because this Bucks team, the way they're built, Holiday is the defensive stopper and Middleton is the offensive half-court shot maker. It's not Drew Holiday. So you'd rather wear down Holiday on defense than Middleton so you can get more out of Middleton offensively. And it's about setting the defensive tone early. The fact that Jimmy Butler had 22 first quarter points, he was already getting oh. in that in that mindset that this is my game. I'm taking this one over. I'm getting us this 3-1 victory. I'm with you, Joel. It's about getting into that bag early, asserting yourself dominantly defensively. Offensively, Middleton can't have the same performance that he had today. Four for 12 is not going to cut it. I get where you guys are coming from. I can understand where you're saying Brooke Lopez is not going to keep this up. I'm with you. He's not going to have another 34-point performance. But if he does, I think firmly the Bucs will win that game. Them losing tonight's game was not because of the offense. They lost this game because their defense was lackluster, and that's usually something that you do not see from the Milwaukee Bucks. So I think game five, I'm very confident the Bucs will win this game. Game six is really – that's the Heat's best chance to close this one out. And obviously with a 3-1 lead, you like the Miami Heat's chances. But again, I cannot count Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks out just yet. That play, game six – the world to you, bud. No doubt. And I've never, ever said otherwise. I think that Giannis Antetokounmpo, both sides of the ball, is the most consistent – and I think that that's why firmly he's the best player in the world to me. Him getting hurt obviously changed the tides to this series, but he played very well today. Uh, you, you're going to try and blame him defensively for for Jimmy Butler having 56. That's oh, where no. you that's no, where you just, lose me. That's Twitter. That's Twitter. I just okay. think I just think at some point like because no, you're calling me out for saying that I think he's the best player in the no, world. No, because if you're best player in the world losing the first round, it's fucking hilarious. I'm just I don't disagree. Be to be fair to Giannis, actually not to be fair, to actually point something interesting out. We often say, if you're that guy, you get one. Giannis has not got one this series. 
their win was without Giannis. His first game playing, like even when he got hurt in like the first or second quarter. <laughs> you know, Drew, I just think like uh, I'm not saying Giannis is not great. I've, I have him as a top two player in the world, so it's not. This is no. I just think at some point you are deemed one of the most versatile defenders in the league by the committee. You're deemed an elite defender. At some point, you got to say fuck the coach. Fuck what he's talking about. Right. This man has 40 points. I can stop him. I have to take the time. Like at some point, like I, like we've seen Kawhi, we've seen LeBron, like we've seen guys do it, and I think Giannis is good enough to guard Jimmy Butler. So I think like at some point you got to take up the challenge. Like yo, bro, fuck what he's talking about. I'm the reason we got a ring. I need to go stop this dude from getting to 56 points. Drew is getting baked. Like just it's just accountability things, you know, little things here and there. But you know, the tweet was trolling purpose. I just wanted to get people mad. When it comes and- to the Bucks, though, I've seen them multiple times come back from 0-2 deficits in a playoff series against better competition. They're down 3-1 to the Heat. Jimmy Butler had 56. He has 40, they lose. He has 49. He has 50. He got blown out. He has 50, they lose. Am I Jimmy Butler, as great as he is, am I expecting him to go out there and drop 50 every game? I mean, if he drops 34 next game, they might get blown out by 15 points. Mm. I still think the Bucs come back in this series if they are willing to go all in and win, because we're not sure about the Bucs. You know, maybe they're like, you know, Giannis's injury, his back injury, maybe a little bit more serious than we think. Is it worth it putting him out there? So if they are willing to win this series and be like, Giannis, we're going to let you lose. They should win this series. They should come back 3-1. They should win next game in Milwaukee. They should go to Miami and win. And at home, game seven, they're not going to lose. I really don't feel too different. Game six is really the one that I would say is up in the air for the fact that that Miami crowd, Jimmy Butler at home, he's going to be ready to play and he's going to want that one because he understands going to – going into a game seven in Milwaukee is not the most ideal situation for the Miami heat. And one other thing that we got to emphasize how impressive this performance was Tally hero is not playing. So even more offensive responsibility is being put onto Jimmy Butler's shoulders. You got to give credit to like the, the one other person you mentioned, Duncan Robinson, Caleb Martin hit some big shots, but other than that, this really was just Jimmy Butler putting on the backpack performance of a lifetime. So that's really why I do struggle with the idea that Milwaukee's just going to roll over and take this one. I, I just can't see that, especially with this this game in, in particular where they were leading a majority of the game. They had their first lead late in the fourth quarter. Milwaukee simply choked this one away. I can't expect that same, that same energy game five and even a game six. We got to shout out Kayla Martin because, look, they're in this game because of Jimmy, but Kayla Martin in transition and the two jumpers he hit, one was the three, one was the two in the corner, foot on the line, that was absolutely game-changing in that 11-0 run. Now, we all know Mike Boonholzer was eh, an inch away from being fired in 2021. After seeing his, uh, surely, I don't know how to describe it, the Bucks go on 11, or sorry, the Heat go on 11 0 run. The Bucks don't call a timeout. Facts. We've seen in the playoffs before with Mike Boonholzer, very questionable decisions, a lack of adjustments. If they get, blo- I wouldn't say blown, if they lose to the Miami Heat, but, five or six games, is Mike Boonholzer gone? But, yeah, he's, he has to. He has to. It doesn't matter what you I, want. I think, what you his injury, though? I, think, I think it's interesting because with Ime off the market, you know, it, it, it makes it a little bit like where are you looking at now? You know, I thought he may would have been a great hire or great option for Milwaukee, but he, he's gone. Um, But I do think at some point you have to boot. You have to realize, yeah, the roster needs fixing, 
but Budenholzer is the problem. Like he he is not a good coach. He's never been a good coach. You got saved by a couple injuries and Giannis being Giannis. Budenholzer has never shown the ability to be a coach that can adjust and outcoach any other guy on the side. I mean, he was fucking coaching, outcoaching Steve Nash. That shit doesn't count. So the, the fact that outside of that, he's never really done it. Yeah, it's time to go, bro. But the Bucks roster is also old and unathletic. They need a new coach, but they, they also need to make moves. I think you have Giannis is obviously staying. Drew is obviously staying. Brooke Lopez for what he he provides. I think he's Free a pretty safe bet too. But outside that, like Middleton could be t- – everybody else, all the role players in Chris Middleton, they could be moved. New guys have to come in because, like you said, Joel, they're old and unathletic and they don't play defense. And a lot of them are just – you're going for three-point shooters and you brought in Joe Ingles and Jake Crowder, who was a DNP today and looked cooked in the first few games of the series. So even the that moves they did make this too. season have not provided really any sort of value this year. Joe Ingles – is coming off a torn ACL. He was already unathletic before that. Pat Connaughton yeah. shooting 33% from three. Grayson Allen is a great shooter, but defensively doesn't offer much. This team needs more juice athletically. It's it's the bottom line of it. And I know that I gave my prediction for how I think the series is still going to go, but are any of you now siding with the Heat that they're going to win the series and outblow this lead? It's not uh, over for the Bucs. I wouldn't say this is over, but my prediction is that in game six, the same way you guys think the Heat at home court will take care of business, that will decide the series. If the Heat don't get it done in game six, I expect Milwaukee to return the favor in game five. I think the Bucs are going to be the team, the 5% of teams that come back from 3-1, and it sure helps to have home court. Um. I'll be a hater. I'll say uh, Miami takes it in six. You know? <laughs> if that happens, that the Knicks are going to the conference finals. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll fuck around and be a hater. You know, I don't mind it. Um, it's it's funny though because um, damn, no, I actually lost my train of thought. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't I can't count out Giannis yet. I think if you're a Bucks fan, you have to look at this and say, like you guys mentioned, Jimmy Butler had to put on a godlike performance to win by five points. And if you're a Heat fan, you got to say, we just got to get lucky once. We got to have a game where they turn the ball over. We have to have a game where they're not hitting their threes. And as long as we just get that one, we can move on to the second round and play the Knicks. And I, I don't think that's a great matchup for them. But I think both ways, both fan bases at least, should feel positive about their chances. But I still have to stick with Milwaukee. I I would much rather be wrong and the Heat just win a game than look back on it and say, I can't believe I didn't trust Giannis to just win three games against this pretty terrible Heat team. Giannis will be a bull soon. He's coming to the Chicago Bulls, just FYI. He had a phenomenal game side, too, by the way. That was LeBron-like playmaking performance with 13 assists. Oh, my God. Drew, Bucks in seven? Game six is just two up in the air. I'm going to st- I mean I chose the Bucks before the series started so I mean at this point might as well just write it out because I really do think game 5 will be Milwaukee's game 6 with a 3-1 deficit it's really hard that that game truly is 50-50 but I'll ride I'll ride with the Bucks Bucks in 7 and he in 6 basically what you're saying or he in Yeah six. it has to it's it's one or the other for sure if if Milwaukee wins game 6 it's over us not doing a playback for a Kings Warriors game is truly Embarrassing. I'm just thinking about that shit right now. We did As worst, yeah, we did one. You weren't there. Yeah, oh. it was your birthday, I believe. Yeah, you oh, got that. Make, that makes total sense. Yeah. As harsh as it sounds, and then we're gonna move on to the Lakers and Grizzlies because everybody is basically wanting. I don't to know talk why the that. hell we started with this, but I get it. Respect not not to, not to be harsh, but this was a series that I was not paying attention to after this game. 
this game happened, and then my eyes widened, and I'm like, okay, it's time to start watching every game moving forward in this yeah. series. Bro just told the fans he's a casual. Yeah, these, these are the you look at the box score. No, no, no. I don't wanna I don't want the fans to get on on Joel's ass for that because I understand where he's coming from. Milwaukee was supposed to handle business. Oh, yeah. They were supposed to handle this one, similar how the Celtics were supposed to handle the Hawks, and they Ooh. have been. And and they have been similar with the Wolves and the Nuggets. Nuggets were supposed to go in there and handle business. And came through on his promise. He's not getting swept. But again, won. these are things that we were expecting. We were yeah. expecting this series to be easy, and it simply has not been. This wasn't supposed to be a great playoff series. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. A, a, we were expecting a sweep. Most of us. This, Giannis this going out series, in the first game changed the entire landscape. This was a series the NBA slotted at the earliest possible time on NBA TV. Yeah. Let's just not even let's not show this to a nasty televised audience. This was yo, that's what this series was. Yo, the, the yo, the Nets going 0 and 8 in two years is crazy. They have not <laughs> yeah, won is. a single playoff game in the Knicks could never, the Knicks yeah, could absolutely good. never. Covering my nutritional basis for the day literally couldn't be easier, which is why I trust athletic greens. Covering my nutritional basis for the day literally couldn't be. Can you close those doors? Can you close the doors? So like the, I don't hear the shower like that. Yeah. Thank you, babe. Can you hear it nah, nah, you're good. Covering my nutritional basis for the day literally couldn't be any easier, which is why I trust athletic greens. I just mix one small scoop of AG1 with water and drink it first thing each morning, done. I also like that it costs less than $3 a day. Pretty good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with the highest quality source ingredients. It's a win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash pick a side that's athleticgreens.com slash pick a side check it out it's just shambles yeah i got grizzlies lakers lakers beat the grizzlies 117 to 111 lakers now own a 3-1 lead now drew lakers (laughs) the giggle (laughs) lakers winning it's big time how do you feel Lord, Lord, Lord. I was euphoric and still am euphoric. You would think that obviously we're talking about the Miami Heat and the Bucks, that my excitement would die down. I know that's what you guys were hoping for, but absolutely not. My heart's beating like the show just started. I'm pumped. I'm excited because the Los Angeles Lakers are one game away from moving on to the next round. The next round that you guys told me the Lakers weren't going to reach. Hell, you guys told me that the Lakers weren't even going to make the playoffs. But here we are, a game away from beating John's number two Memphis Grizzlies. And, of course, I told John yesterday when we were recording, I said, John, I'm going to let you off the hook off that ass beating that we gave you game three because I know you're you're already expecting it. But I said, today, you better be ready. And and I know you were, you were hoping, you were praying, mm-hmm. please, God, let the Memphis Grizzlies win game four so I don't get embarrassed today. Not by lo, you. Lo and behold, lo and behold. The Memphis Grizzlies lose again. And a lot of it really was primarily 
Desmond Bain cooking up for the for really the first time this series. He really went absolutely nuts. And LeBron James, Anthony Davis, not their best performances until the last minute of the fourth quarter and then carried over into overtime. LeBron James, up until that 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 point, had 16 points, was amazing rebounding the basketball, had over 20 rebounds in regulation. He was special. And, and defensively, LeBron James did his thing, of course, had a fair share of blocks. But what was fantastic to see was that in year 20, LeBron James – is still able to put his head down, get past Xavier Tillman, rise up over Jaron Jackson, the defensive player of the year, finish off the top of the glass, and send this game into overtime. I'm skipping a lot of this game because it's just, I'm still just buzzing off the fact that this game was the Grizzlies to win. After LeBron passed that ball to Rui Hachimura, Jaron Jackson sent his shot to hell. Jaws in transition has the nice behind the back pass to Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain finished. I'm thinking this game's over. I felt de- I felt defeated at that point, but then it, it hit me. It's LeBron James. What am I? What am I worried about? Everyone's in my mentions. Oh, is LeBron finally washed? Is his time finally coming? Even though he had 20 rebounds, you just completely washed that. Out. Oh, you know that doesn't matter to anyone. What does LeBron do? Finishes off the top of the glass. We get into overtime. Memphis Grizzlies simply could not make a shot. And the Lakers were able to come out with this victory. And it was very, very, very great to see LeBron James not only have the, the, the shot that tied it to send it to overtime, but again, Anthony Davis, who was struggling all game long, no doubt about it, was not his best performance offensively. He's had two of these, these this series. You have LeBron have the, the game the game tying shot. And then on the opposite side, Anthony Davis with the block to send it into to overtime. Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves to tie the game at 102-102 does not is not going to get spoken about on, on regular TV, regular media, because we're going to talk about LeBron James tying the game and sending it to overtime. We're going to talk about how in overtime we simply dominated offensively and the Grizzlies simply could do nothing. But Austin Reeves tying that game 102 is one of the better shots that I've seen, one of the more clutch shots that we've seen in this playoffs. And I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge D'Angelo Russell. Because again, John, ironically, I keep coming back to you because what you've told me, and Joel, you're not off the hook either because you said that this is just who D'Angelo Russell is. D'Angelo Russell, who had a rough first half, one for five, we have to acknowledge that. But in the second half, going four for six, three straight threes was crucial to the Lakers getting back into this game and ultimately winning it. They don't win without him going on. I'm sorry, John. Did I say it was your turn to talk? Oh my God! <laughs> so, so all in all, one game, one game away from beating the number two seeded Memphis Grizzlies, and this is while John Morant is playing. Now, of course, it's evident John Morant is hurt. You see it when he he's going up for a lay, comes down on the floor. That wrist is actively bothering him. But the Lakers have not lost when John Morant's on the court. He gave us forty five with that wrist. He gave us 45 points, so Jaws seemingly healthy enough. You guys love to say, hey, if you're on the court, you're healthy enough to, to, to get blame and also get praise. John Morant, since he's been on the court, the Grizzlies are 0-3. He's not on the court. They have, they have their lone victory. We are one game away from being the number two seed in Memphis Grizzlies, going on to the next round and continuing to shut up the haters. Go ahead, John. I'm crying. That wasn't very respectful of you, Drew. You know what? I'm tired of disrespect. disrespect. I'm tired of disrespect, disrespect bullshit because all I've received all season long is disrespect on the Los Angeles Lakers. And it's and it's it bothers me even more for the fact that John 
even saw the light on the Lakers. Went so far as to say that Austin Reeves could be the third best player on a championship team. He spoke facts. He spoke facts, and then he we faced the Memphis Grizzlies, and suddenly this guy goes back into hiding like he never respected the Lakers in the first part. That's why I have issue. And he's talking trash like the Memphis Grizzlies are his favorite team that he's rooted for for 20 years. That's why I have a problem. So, John, yes, if, if it sounds like I have a lack of respect, it's because I do. Because I respect people who stick to their guns, trust their word. And it's simply something that you lack. So now please acknowledge yeah. the Los Angeles Lakers. Please acknowledge LeBron James. And please acknowledge the fact that the Memphis Grizzlies, the number two seed in the Western Conference, are going to lose to a team that should not have even made the playoffs, allegedly. Go ahead. The Los Angeles Lakers are up three games against the Grizzlies. On track to make it to the second round of the playoffs. But I've got news for you, buddy. They're not going much further. Oh, what I bet. With this Lakers I bet, team, right? I bet. Against the Memphis Grizzlies that shot one of 16 corner threes. And let's check what they shot from three point. What do you guys think they shot from three today? 23%. You know, you, know what I, you know what I think they shot from three, John? You know, I think it's kind of funny how you called me out for hating on Jimmy Butler's performance. But now you're hating on the Lakers and you're just projecting them to lose the next round. You're not even giving Drew his congratulations, a celebration, but uh, I'm the is, hater. Is it, isn't this something? Isn't this something, boys? A panel. I had your back, had, John. I respected fam- you, John. The, the, the you family, turned on me, John. Drew, the family is flipping on each other right now. It's, it's, he, it's just what nasty, it's looking it like. Nasty. It's really he, unbelievable. Drew, he turned I, on I, me first. He did. He did, but it's really crazy how me, I've had, I've had to sit here on a panel full of Laker haters all season long. And ironically, hey, Riv, stop it. Stop it. You were the, one of the first people to mention 13C to me. I don't our, care if you're trolling. Different. Our beef is different. It's different. It is different. It is different. But I have to acknowledge you here. I'm sorry, bro. If you don't like it, you're just going to have to take it how it is. Ironically, I have Joel now saying that John needs to respect. Are, um, are we going to forget that all year long, Joel, you've been at the forefront of the Lakers' disrespect? I'm sorry. I'm not going to allow you to, to, to turn your back on your flip aside third. I'm not going to allow that. When you have been the leader on this panel of the Lakers disrespect, what you're not going to do is sit here and crucify John when in reality you need to taste a humble pie yourself. I don't I don't give a damn about John's Lakers respect. I could give a damn about respecting Lakers. My point, my point was calling out John's contradiction and calling me a hater for saying Jimmy Butler can blow the series lead. But then John, after the Lakers go up 3-1, is all of a sudden saying, listen, the Lakers ain't going to do nothing anyway. You did the same thing that I did. You called me a I'll hater. I'll give that to you. I'll give That's that to all, you. I don't give a no, damn about Lakers right. respect. I don't give a damn about Lakers Well, respect. you should. You should respect this because you said that we would lose. You said we wouldn't be a playoff team. You said we weren't worth watching. Well, guess what, buddy? We're box office. Everyone cares about the Los it Angeles took you, Lakers. It Look took at you that Jaden McDaniels Look at and this Rudy, chat right here. Jaden McDaniels and Lake Rudy Show, Gobert being we out. We want the Lakers. Timberwolves in a Drew's a king. Congrats. All they did was make fun of him, say that he was dumb. All the chat wants to see. All at. the chat wants to see is Lakers talk. Why? Because we're box office. We're John, worth watching. Drew, they're not like that. Respect us, boy. The reality with this Lakers team is that hey, look against this Grizzlies team, they're outplaying them. And late in the game, LeBron was awesome, gained to the rim, and he had a little bit left in the tank that he stored up there to where, hey, look, right-handed drives, they didn't take that away. And I do want to give him credit. He had one missed re- defensive rebound led to a Desmond Bain three where Austin Reeves over-pursued. But overall, that was a great ending to the game by LeBron. But this game was pretty concerning by the Lakers because offensively, by the end, LeBron just he couldn't be relied upon to create consistent offense up until the very end. 
And so the Lakers are trying to run it through Dennis Schroeder, and then they go to D'Lo, who eventually fouled out. They're just not a consistent initiator, I think, for this offense. And what confused me is that they didn't go to Austin Reeves quite enough, where I felt like, hey, he was kind of getting freeze down to the corner, and that was probably their best initiator offensively. So if we're on that whole hater news tangent before, it was because, look, they can win gritty the Lakers, but when we get to the second round versus the Warriors, and then the third round versus one of the Nuggets, the Suns, so on and so forth, the those Warriors will be a lot have more skills in the half court. Over. And so for Come the Lakers, on. they're going to have to score at these teams in the half court. They're just a lot more talented and a lot more consistent. And so when you look at the lack of initiating, lack of consistency, D'Lo, he's got a streak now of no games above 50% shooting. That being said, they don't win this game without him today. But this is the thing, Drew. You need more consistency from these guys because this Memphis Grizzlies team is not playing anywhere near their standard right now. They're gassed. That lack of depth has caught up to them. And I think for Den- Desmond Bain, who finished it's like someone told you that. It's like someone told you that before the series, they lack depth. Well, John like Morant you guys also. Still chose, you still chose the Memphis Grizzlies. You gave us no shot. You said the Grizzlies win in five games, John, some of you. John, you mentioned a great point five. about the Lakers. Five. <laughs> Yeah, we, it was six. It was six. I was, oh, I really? Six. Really? Did you? Did you? Did. Oh, did. interesting. I tweeted okay. Grizzlies in five as a joke, but I said Grizzlies in six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you talking about, Drew? How about you relax yourself, right? Because you're going to get a taste of how NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Well, pie. With De'Aaron Fox being out for the Kings, I think that it's safe to project that if he does not play, the Warriors will advance to the next round. If De'Aaron Fox does not play, if De'Aaron Fox is not playing game five, then... I mean, come on. He's our best player. The series is over. I think that's that's evident. Oh, boo. The Warriors. The, uh, yeah, you, you got lucky. You got lucky. You got lucky. You got lucky. You got lucky right now. nasty. Relax. I find it funny how, Riv, you don't do this, but I find it funny how whenever OG comes on the show and he basically tells you, at some point, AD breaks down. Drew over here starts crying and sobbing and crying on his shoulder with tears. But when John was hurt for the Grizzlies, you were celebrating. You were on the show with your hands up like this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just think that's funny. You, Drew. Me? I was happy that Ja was hurt? You were on the, on the show. What are you talking about? You were. Well, we, no, when, I was not. Funny okay. okay, cool. Okay, cool. Well, I'll get the clip. I'll get the clip, and we'll, we'll I'll clip it. All right, you could do that. I've never – one, when John went down, I said, we never want to see our league stars get hurt. And I said, two, I don't want to beat the Grizzlies without John Morant. Now De'Aaron Fox it, gets hurt. You're laughing. No, I'm – who are you talking – are you talking to Riv or are you talking to me? He's you're laughing to you. your co-signer, your, the, the laugh. You're laughing. Uh, no, I told him – I told him straight up. Watch it. You're acting nasty right With now. With giggles. With giggles. What are you talking about, Joel? Stop, you stop it. You're deflecting. <laughs> you're deflecting <laughs> because you're looking really bad. Like, come on. Who's not going to laugh at, at Riv doing that, that goofy shit? But I told him to chill. You can't act like that. One thing you're right about is that, and I think you'd, you'd, you'd say this too, the Warriors will beat the Lakers in the second round if they play. 
Kayvon Looney is one of the better defenders on Anthony Davis. And the Warriors he's have for He's got to fall back. Closer. He's got to fall, fall back on his next hope because it's if it's not, not, if, not, if it's not the Grizzlies the and fact. the Kings That's now the are, are seemingly hey, listen, I'm, I'm going to say this, Drew, and, and Joel, you said it. I think we will win. But you are done from this boat. You cannot. <laughs> Joel, you cannot come on this boat. You you cannot jump I on I don't want to be a part of the boat. I'm just you giving an analysis on what I think would happen in the series. Stick with your kings. Boo hoo hoo hoo. I'm sorry for Fox. See, this I, is I, nasty. That's nasty. I should stick with the kings if Fox is not playing the series. I should still hey, say the kings are winning the series. Rob, Rob with your dog, man. Draymond oh, got just, hurt. Draymond just, got suspended. River, I'm, sorry. I my River, dog. I'm sorry, but you haven't been on the show for a couple of hey, shows been, now. I've been saying some so nasty let, shit. So let, let's catch up. Jalen Brunson has outplayed Donovan Mitchell in the series. What do you have to say about that? Well, you called the Knicks a lottery team. You called the Knicks the, the 12th, 13th seed before the season. <laughs> and <laughs> wait, in this series, to stay, to stay on topic with the Memphis uh -huh. Grizzlies, yeah. Tyus Jones has been borderline unplayable. When so Davion Mitchell oh, for the Kings has been a great what? defender oh on set. Oh, oh, Tyus Jones no, clears Davion, Davion has been now? really good. Davion has been really good this year. Keep going. Keep going. You, you don't make much takes, Riff, but when you do, you're very wrong. <laughs> enough, enough of this Joel VV Moran bullshit. Please stop. Davion Mitchell versus Tyus Jones. Joel, uh, Drew, I got old. this because I've been waiting because I've been seeing a lot of nasty shit from John and Joel. A lot nasty. of nasty, nasty shit. First of all, that Tyus Jones, Davion Mitchell shit is terrible. Both of them, honest to God, are unplayable. Davion Mitchell defense is Mitchell's good. not unplayable. Yeah, offensively nah. he fucking stinks. What are you talking? He's he not had a good game offensively last year. Yo, and, 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 and you know what's crazy? Are you watching Drew? the series, Drew? Drew, I, I, you know, he's I'm not unplayable. You, you know, I'm watching. He's this. not I'm unplayable. Every bone, Davion Mitchell, bro. In both of those, in all those four games, the same thing with Tyus Jones, both of them had one to two good offensive games. Both Bro, of them offensively are not that good. I was going to say last game, Davion went five for eight. Defensively, I give it to you. Defensively, Davion's great. I'm not going to sit here and say he's not, but he's left wide open. Like, they don't guard him at all in the half court. Not at all. They leave him wide open. And in terms of the Cavs and Knicks shit, I already took my L on that. I said, you know, Brunson outplayed uh, D. Mitch. You, you're not going to get no brownie points. I already gave you the, the W for that. So that, that doesn't hurt me. Davion's not unplayable, though. I mean, maybe unplayable is strong. Jones he's got six minutes this game. Yeah, well, Davion Mitchell gets how he's been guarding Curry. He's yeah. been he's, offensively, he's left wide open. I don't, I don't know why okay, you're praising we're not that. We're not talking he's about left wide open. offensive. We're not talking about unplayable or strong. He's not unplayable. unplayable. He's he's had more strong. productive minutes in the playoffs than Tyus Jones. I mean, they significantly both, 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 more. Both of their what uh, highs in the series is twelve points. But Mitch was coming off the bench. Tyus, that was when he started. When Ja went oh, out, yeah. that is true. That's true. Now, when, when talking about the Grizzlies, game, they won. Although Tyus, it was. Great. Yeah, that, that's a good point. They, Tyus does have a W. With I want to speak to something you said, Drew, because when it comes to the injuries, after seeing how this series has played out. I'm pretty certain that I'm actually 100% certain that it it didn't matter. The injury didn't matter. Maybe Ja plays a bit better, but the Lakers are a better team than Memphis. It's as simple as that. And after watching the series, that's become apparent. And the Grizzlies' biggest issue, to me, has not been their depth. To me, it's been their half-court creation, and they haven't been able to get in transition as often enough. This game, they played their most well-rounded game. They got paints. They got points in the paint. Desmond Bain and John Morant drove a lot. They got points in transition. They got second chance points. They rebounded the ball well. They just weren't able to win. But this was their most complete and well-rounded game. And it took them until game four to finally start attacking the basket. But when it comes to John Morant, 
this is my biggest issue with him. He had 19 points, was 8 for 24. Outside of his recklessness and transition that cost him a charge call when he went up on LeBron when he had when he had a two-on-one fast break and could have passed it, and then no contact, makes a layup, and then falls to the floor and almost aggravates his wrist, re-aggravates his injury. John Morant has two moves in his arsenal in his offensive half-court game. He's either going up for a layup or he's either going up for a floater. Whenever Anthony Davis is in drop coverage on Ja, Ja never goes by the screen and then settles for a mid-range jump shot. He doesn't shoot three-point jump shots. And if you don't have that in your arsenal in the playoffs, you become very predictable and you're not an efficient player. And I think right now the next step in Ja's game is to have more variation in his half-court game because right now it's layups and floaters. And with that floater, he has to get it off at a launch point that is kind of close to the basket. The issue when you do that is that, well, if you're close to the basket, you have a seven-footer like AD in front of you when you're at your launch point. So he has to develop that mid-range jump shot. And Desmond Bain, he came to play. 36 points. He was their best half-court creator. But the Grizzlies need another bucket getter. It's either going to come from internal development or from via trade or free agency, but they need another guy to get their own bucket. They need one bad, and that's why this matchup works so well for the Lakers. Like coming into the series, I was like, if you're a Laker fan, this has to be your favorite matchup. If you go up against the Nuggets, it's chopped. The Kings is chopped. The Warriors is chopped. But you go up against the Grizzlies, you have a chance because of their offense or lack thereof at offense. I was wrong about my prediction about the Lakers. Um, I still think their worries, I still have the same worries. I think there's lots of times you saw it in game three when they go up fucking 30 in the first quarter and then they just get lackadaisical. And I think a lot of it is effort. You know, you could make the excuse, oh, you're up 30, you don't really care, and it gets cut down to 10, and the Lakers turn it on. So they've had that real issue all season long. And against the Grizzlies, they're getting away with it because offensively, the Grizzlies aren't a great team. I know the second half of the season, you know, there was their half-court offense was 12th or 10th, whatever, in half-court offense. It, te- it seemed to be turning around. But realistically, like you said, Joel, they just don't have enough guys that if the Lakers – don't lock in defensively they're just not going to score as many points than if they play the round two warriors where if you don't play defense for three minutes that could be 15 points real quick so i have the same worries for the lakers going into round two i think the series over i said it once the jaw injury happened not that the jaw injury changes things because listen he went out put up 40 whatever points in game three uh today he was fine so it's not like there that's the excuse um, but I still think the worries – and, Drew, you're going to sit here. I, as your friend, I'm happy for you. you got these 10 days. Talk your shit. Go crazy. The Lake Show, My LeBron, brother. all of this shit. My go brother. crazy. I do think round two is where shit gets wrapped up. You're going to go up against one of the best offenses in the league. You're going to go up against a great three-point shooting Ooh. team. You're going to go up against the team, the Warriors. You're going to oh, go up oh, against a team brother. that's going to be able to lock in defensively and play offense and have spectacular offensive players and a spectacular offensive system. So I think at the end of the day, going up against the Warriors is a terrible matchup for the Lakers. This Grizzlies matchup, though, like I said, to start off this series, it's a great matchup. I didn't, I didn't think you guys were going to win, but it was going to be a competitive series. I was wrong with my pick, but overall – this Lakers team, they're not going to the finals. LeBron's not getting his fifth ring. You could talk all this shit you want saying, I said we were the third. You told me we were the 13th seed. We shouldn't be here and this and that. I mean, congrats. You got in as a seventh seed. You're going to win a playoff series. That's I think that's great. Against the number two seed in the Western Conference. Um, 
Yeah, and you're telling me that we're going to lose to the Golden State Warriors, a team that we already have the season series over. That's going to lose. That shows how bad this two seed is. This is not. This is not a two seed that strikes fear in a lot of people's hearts. Season series ESPN stat. I'm joking. I'll be honest. If the Timberwolves beat the Lakers in a play-in and face the Grizzlies, they would have advanced in the next round. Cut the shit. Cut the shit. Cut it out. Please, please. Because Anthony Edwards is better than John Morant. You casual. Get out of here. Shit. Anyways, get out of here. Shit. Um, Drew, that, that's an ESPN stat because the Nuggets, Dallas, and Memphis all beat the Warriors in the season series last year. All of them beat them, beat them so okay, far. But it's different because it's LeBron James. Yeah, yeah, I get it. The LeBron, I knew you were gonna say that. You're very predictable. I knew that was coming. Okay, um, so what's your response? Because LeBron gonna, James I'm didn't gonna, play in one of those I'm games. Gonna, I'm gonna and we still I'm gonna, won. I'm gonna, so go ahead. I'm gonna I'm waiting. About it. Um I'm waiting. the Lakers are good. I'm not gonna sit here and you know, the Lakers are good. You talked about how the, their lack of days ago with the ball. I believe, though, in the playoffs, it gets real gritty and gets real dirty. And the Lakers have shown that they can win that way. You know, and I think when you can win that way, defensively, you can crunch down, get to it. Offensively, they're a little streaky, but defensively, they have the ability to get to the finals just with their defense alone. So I think offensively, they got to kick it up against a Warriors team or a Kings team. Either style is relatively the same. So against either team. That's going to be a challenge uh, defensively for them because they have a lot of small guards, going to be a lot of switching, a lot of uh, action that they have to go through. But I think offensively, you know, they have to just figure out it's really an AD thing. I think AD is still by far the most important guy. He has to come to play. You know, LeBron is LeBron. You're going to expect great things from LeBron. But at the end of the day, he's damn near 40. You want the, the, the guy that needs to get it going is Anthony Davis. And especially in a series against the Warriors or the Kings, you know, I'm not going to sit here. I'm geeking, but I'm not going to sit here and say we're automatically going to beat the Kings yet. We still have to go win game five. We still have to go win game six. But, Joel, just know I screenshotted that tweet. I cannot fucking wait. But, um... I Are y'all gonna they, automatically beat us? I'm I'm wondering, is it a cakewalk against us? No, 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 no. All right, I need I, respect because the I way think, that I'm 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 sitting here listening no, no, to the Joel talk. I just, I, just, I just said y'all good. I think y'all are really I'm not, good. I think I'm, I'm, that's why I read. I'm, I'm so acknowledging. Oh, I bet. I bet. AD, I bet. AD in that matchup against small bigs like Draymond Green, Kevon Looney, or against Sabonis, Keegan Murray, Alex Len. He needs to be big time. He needs to come to play and be that elite AD. He's been all season. I think defensively, he's been great against Memphis. But offensively, he hasn't been able to get it going at a consistent rate. And I think that's what you need from him. But as long as the role players play the way they've been playing, you know, you should be fine. But just against a Warriors team with a little more funk than Memphis on the offensive side, wow. you kind of need your star players to play. And the Kings, too. I'm not going to sit here and act like they don't have offensively. They don't got it going. Warriors and the Kings offensively are one of the best teams in the league. So with a, te- with a team like Memphis in the half court, they're not that great. Against those two teams, you kind of need a little bit more funk on the offensive end. So you need LeBron, need AD Reeves to be more consistent. D'Lo also, sure. but for that matchup, I think the Lakers in the backcourt they're going to struggle a little bit. I think for, in terms of their guards, Schroeder, Reeves, D'Lo, that's a tough, tough matchup for either either for either team. You know, De'Aaron Fox, Steph Curry, Clay off pin downs. That's a tough matchup for them. So I think defensively, AD has to come to play. He has to be able to offset with his dominance down low. But all of I think the Lakers are a good team. You know, Memphis, obviously, I was wrong. I love John Morant. Everybody knows I love John Morant, but I was wrong on this pick. I don't really give a fuck, though. You know, you live to fight another day. So uh, go Warriors, baby. John, you mentioned a good point about LeBron and his lack of juice for the first three quarters. I think in the fourth quarter, he definitely was getting to the basket. But we also can't act like there were many possessions where he was struggling to get past David Roddy in the half court. And I think that when we're out, when we're – when 
you outlook to the second round, and that matchup is now Andrew Wiggins for 35, 38 minutes. It's a much tougher matchup. And if you're a Lakers fan, you're definitely feeling more confident if the Kings advance and they beat the Warriors in the second round. I know Lakers fans would much rather face the Kings because they're less of a balanced team. They're a great offense, but defense is not there. Uh, pretty big For the Warriors, that is a balanced team. And I think that if they can show out and they can win a road game and they can kind of get that funk out of them, that'll be a huge morale boost to them. And they're not like Memphis in the half court offensively, where Memphis, nobody can create their own shot. They struggle to create their own shot. And you can leave multiple players open for three and feel comfortable. With the Warriors, one missed rotation is a Steph Curry wide open or Klay Thompson wide Ooh, open three. And that, those and threes that. from watching as my time as being a Kings enthusiast in the first round, from watching as a Rockets enthusiast for years when I was a James Harden it feels fan, like eight points, not those three. are demoralizing as hell. And, and Dell can speak on it being this a, guy's a telling Celtics me, like, fan. I haven't seen the, the Golden State Warriors no, against what you LeBron haven't James seen, Drew, and I'm going to tell you what you haven't seen is Andrew fucking Wiggins. And I need oh, you. Oh, really? No, I remember seeing Andrew Wiggins in the plan. I remember seeing Andrew Wiggins in the plan. What happened? No, no. Talk to me. What happened? That wasn't the same Andrew Wiggins. Be quiet, boy. Be quiet, boy. Because you're playing, you're I'm playing about, with the I'm Lakers about, right now. I'm now it's done, Rip. Respect for showing us dub, bro. I don't want to hear it. It's Drew, over. Drew, I'm talking about coming off of finals, locking your boy up, your proud little angel boy up, Tatum Wiggins. This is a different animal. And Luca. Different animal. Respect him. I do respect Wiggins. I he, gave him that he, acknowledgement he, prior. He ain't Dylan Brooks. Series. I'm t- he he's ain't not, Dylan he Brooks. Ain't, he's not, but it's also LeBron James. I do, side, I do side with Riv on what he's saying. I, I more so agree with Riv than I do agree with Dells on the point that I don't think that the next round is a cakewalk for the Warriors if they get the Lakers. I think I the think Lakers – I don't I, think they're going to sweep them. The I, think the Lakers, like I think the Lakers are a formidable opponent, but it all comes down to those role players. Schroeder has, has, come, Schroeder has, has been too turnover prone this in this four, yeah, this Yeah, today – I don't, I don't trust Schroeder. You look at I Rui. Do. Game four of Rui – Cooled down. He, he wasn't the same. Darwin could have played him more. I didn't understand why Darwin wasn't going to him in the first half. And also, Drew, plus minus, Dennis Day was a plus 24. How about no, Dennis that? Had a, Dennis had a solid game. Defensively, he was really yeah. good. And he's the best one on the ball, too, against John. Now, I got a question for you guys. I think the issue with Anthony Davis, because he can't really shoot and he struggles as a playmaker, is that you can't run your offense through him entirely. I think the Lakers are contenders. The question is, offensively, of course, as we talked about before, they just don't have the shooting or the guy to go through. And, I mean, we talked about this coming in. Xavier Tillman and Jaron Jackson have really taken away those screens LeBron AD would set for each other. And the Lakers were literally so not confident in that, they're just not using it at all in the second half, which really surprised me. They didn't even try it. Which, number one, spoke Jaron Jackson defensively was awesome in this game. At the end, LeBron had some unbelievable finishes over the glass game over him. That was... Some of the best type of finishing you'll see off a of glass. But I also think for the Lakers, Darvin Ham needs to play really more because if he's in rhythm, that's another shooter that you can't leave. If you do leave him, he's going to squirt you off the catch. He's been money and he could also take it off of closeouts. That's going to be the key for the Lakers. I don't know why Darvin wasn't playing anymore because defensively as well, Rui's done a very good job with his size. I've been thoroughly impressed with him. You know, if there's one thing I'll eat my humble pie on, I was fucking wrong about Rui Hachimura. He's been an amazing fit for this team. But if there's one thing that I don't think I'm crazy about looking in hindsight, I think the Lakers are contenders. 
who is the third best player on this Lakers team? Austin there's, absolutely, there's absolutely no way huh. he's trying to take a victory lap on this what are, take. What the fuck are we doing, John? What? No, John, I'm sorry, John. John. This is some of the grossest shit I've ever seen. On I'm not gonna lie, you might I be still on the podcast. Austin can be the third no, he, best player he's, on a He's contender. the best. He's number one. He has surpassed Joel. Wait, I didn't um, think it was possible actually, for Joel wait, to be overthrown. Actually, I didn't. actually, actually, hold up. You didn't say third best player on a contender. You said third best player on a championship team. So not true. I'll pull the clip right now. If the Lakers don't make the championship. You're wrong. Uh, well, I, I do buddy, say, I, I edit these clips. I'll pull it up right now. He, he does. I, I do want to say one thing because I do have a headache, so I will cook out after this. Uh, but I, I do so, agree. With, we're about to wrap up, bro. No, no, Come I'm on, not leaving. I'm just going to sit back, relax, and put my hand up. But I okay. do I do agree with uh, Joel in the point. You know, uh, I'm glad he finally said something nice about Ja or something not haterish that it sounded like. But I do like that point about how Ja only has – he needs to be more versatile in his game offensively. He needs to become more open in his game grab a mid-range, you know, start there, and then build up. You know, the floater, it, it, it's a bad matchup for this series specifically because AD is a great defender. He's a great rim protector. He's a great inside defender. So, And he's seven feet. He's like 6'10", like a seven. That's seven. something that's been the, solid. Yeah, the the wingspan is – has been OD. Yeah, the wingspan is nuts. So this is not a matchup for him to get that shot up. And I think that's why when he played against Golden State, you saw – he can manipulate and do whatever you want. When he played against Minnesota, it was a little different. They're a little bigger. They got much more size. So I do agree with Joel in that point that he does need to open up his game a lot more. But I don't think Memphis needs another bucket. I just think internally. I, th I think they need to upgrade at the wing position. I don't think this team will ever be a contender with Dylan Brooks on his team. I really don't. I think offensively, he does not give you enough to give you that to have that defensive output. His defense is great, but offensively, he's so bad of an IQ player that it's just not enough to keep him on the floor. You know, I think they upgrade from that. John Moran continues to get better. Bain gets better. We saw a Jaron Jackson leap underratedly. We saw in this series a Jaron Jackson leap low key. Offensively, he can get aggressive. He can go get buckets. Defensively, we know what he can do. He was there defensively, but offensively, he he showed in this series that he can exploit mismatches, he can get down in the post, he can get dirty, and that's what you want to see from Jerry Jackson. He's a young player, but uh, yeah. I'll yeah. give Memphis a pass with the wing part because they did offer, I think, three or four first-round yeah. picks from Mikel Bridges, it's, and the yeah. Nets said no. The Nets understood the value, but even then, I do think that outside of the Mikel Bridges trade proposal, the Grizzlies messed up in not being more aggressive for Kevin Durant. Even if you had to trade Desmond Bain in a potential KD trade, I would have done it. I think that they need that type of player, and I would have yeah, done the it. Suns, the Suns Even OG and Anobi would be nice too. Facts. That's yeah, a fact. They need too. another. They need another body because David Roddy out there again. Minutes. Santiago. Well, he's a rookie. I, I think David done. Roddy can improve. I like no, It's not that David Roddy's a bad player. It's just that I don't know if he should be playing significant minutes in the yeah. playoffs right now. If you're trying to go on a championship, I like Aldama, man. Santiago. Nah, Aldama fake got the strap too. Od. Before we go on to. There's I've got the clips a while because oh, you guys are trying to clown me. This is what the clip was. Hey, I'm not clowning you, John. I'm with you. I'm clowning you because you're flipping like seven times. No, that is why we're clowning you, bro, because you're trying to take this like victory lap on, on his take like that you said, out, fuck, like, you said fuck the Lakers. You I'm said a, the Grizzlies are going to handle business. I'm a Grizzlies fan. I'm running my team. Ten well, times now he's a Grizzlies fan. Well, your team has zero rings, and they will finish the year with zero rings yet again. You're cooked, bro. You're done. Play the clip. I just don't think that take was crazy. It, it was pretty original. It wasn't. I, 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 listen, 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 I do, I do think that take was crazy. I had them win the series because I had a lot of faith in John Morant being the best player. And I'm also a John Morant fan. So you know what? 
over if LeBron and like AD? High, Lakers the Warriors, high, John. I had the Grizzlies above the Lakers in my contender rankings the entire time, and I felt like defensively they were a really good matchup for Anthony Davis. The issue has really just been they have been so bad from three-point range, and their lack of depth has aided a lot more than I expected. So my prediction is right on my team. What about but our great defense? With the Lakers, I never said the Lakers were pretenders. I just don't think the, the Lakers are on the same tier as the Had Warriors. Losing in the first round. So you have the Warriors. You have the Warriors. If the yeah. Warriors and Lakers face, you have the Warriors winning comfortably. I have the Warriors winning six. I think I would say six games. Okay, okay. Leaning you know, towards five, five or seven. Love it. Love it. When it comes Probably to towards seven, because when it comes, I think the Lakers can muddy it up. Yeah. When it comes to the Austin Reeves thing, don't go seven. The Lakers lose. I do think that him being on the Lakers kind of skews the conversation because of how great LeBron and AD are as number both number one options for the most part. They're both number one options. Like for example, if Austin Reeves was on another team that didn't feature two top five players at their very best. He cannot be the third best player on a contender. Well, that's exactly what John said. John said that he could be the third best player on a contending team if he has two top ten players on his team. Yeah, it's like Derek exactly White being the third rare. best player on the Celtics okay. right now. It's like right. if you don't have right. Jalen Brown and Tatum. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I think next I think in the next two years. See, John, gonna, don't say I ever defend. I never defended you. Don't say in, that. I think in the next two through. years we're going to be able to see Austin Reeves for. The fantastic role player he's, he is. He's a solid player. Solid ball player. That's it. He is a fantastic role player. He's an awesome character. Yeah. He's been he's been fabulous in that role. I absolutely yes, love him. I, I, I don't he's in the Andrew Velez Hall of Fame. He's Third our, best player on the same team to me is, is a dog shit player. ass Hall of Fame, but we'll, we'll continue. <laughs> <laughs> a, am I wrong for thinking that third best player on the championship team is an all star level player? I think you're missing I, the fact because you're 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 a super team minded individual. Is is okay? Contender and championship team are two different things. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, the Warriors, Drake, Clay, Steph. If you're, if you're a contender, you should be able to be a championship. That's a different level. beast, though. That's a step below. No, but it's if not. You, if it's you're a contender, standard. doesn't that mean you're a contender for a championship? Yeah, but championship means you've already done it. I do think no, if you have not. Drew, I, uh, Joel, I do think if you have two top ten players, the Celtics not a championship level, level team. Player, they haven't won a chip since two top ten players is nuts. Like 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 when the Lakers won in the bubble, their third best player was not an All Star player. Like for example, if when we talk about the Bucks, it was Giannis Middleton. They needed a yeah. third. That was Drew. I mm-hmm. don't believe Austin Reeves could have been that third for that team. But do you think Austin Reeves could have been the third on the, the bubble team, the Lakers won? Yes. Well, Ron, they, didn't, they didn't have a secure third. That's my point. Yeah. yeah. Well, Rondo played exceptional, but I think that's like cheating a bit when we talk about it in that way. Okay. Yeah, it depends on your top two bar. Yeah, that's top, my entire when, point. If AD that. and LeBron playing at top five level, you yeah. don't got to be an all-star. He's got to be a really good role player. That's what I mean, it's just. Ugh. Reeves Ugh. has been OD, bro. Yeah, relax. He's been so yeah, damn speaker. good. Don't be mad. You're mad. You're he was mad. Score You're, mad. You're wrong. You, t- you said he was regular. He had 23. Yeah. He had 23. Respect him. Before did you even watch the go... game, Riv? Or you were sauced and you didn't lock in? I'll turn on the fourth quarter. Fucking and, and now, before we Don't go talk to my boy ever again. Don't. All right. Oh my goodness. Before we, before we so move on. Bad. Before we move on. And I don't care if I'm loud. I'm sorry. I'm hype. My Lakers are up 3-1. Riv, I need you to either, one, stand on your word or apologize to Austin Reeves and say he's not regular. The floor is yours. I've been standing. And I'm going to stand till I stand no longer, boy. That's never. Come on. He's regular. So say it. What's the he's statement? He's going to get $100 million and he's going to get exposed, Riv? Talk to me. What's the statement? He he's getting $100 million? Oh. He's going to get like 80 Oh, that's cool. Okay. Um, what's Anthony Simon? What's, what's the statement? Is Austin Reeves regular or is he not regular? What's he's the regular. Statement? He's regular as fuck to me. Yeah, he's okay. regular. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, Turn and the TV all, on. And for all you Lakers fans, bring the hate. Bring the hate. Turn the hey, TV hey. on. We'll see you next week. We'll see and you next. Bro. I got a stat. I got a stat for you, Dells. Before we go on to the super chats, because 
you know, after Anthony Edwards had a bad play in the game, Dells was quick to say, oh, oh can, can he be as good as Tatum now? Oh, can he still be a top five player in the league? And I know you think I'm going to use the stat of Anthony Edwards that he's actually second behind LeBron James in most 30-point playoff games before, before turning 22 years old. But you want to know another stat that complements that uh, Tatum and Edwards comparison? Sure. Jason Tatum didn't have a 30-point playoff game until his 29th playoff game. Damn. Edwards in less than 10 already has more 30-point games. Now you Yo, how many ACFs, Anthony Edwards. How many, how many conference finals well, has? I don't care about that because I think – and I've been saying this for years he got his now. I've been, say, he got I've been his saying one. this for a, a year and a half now. Anthony Edwards is going to be a superstar in his league. When we were having these Edwards and Ja debates, now that's transforming to Edwards and Tatum's debate. I like Ant. Edwards like will Ant. be a top five player in his league. I'm an Edwards fan. And you better stop. You better start respecting him, Dells. All right. I like Ant. You, you better you just start make it into him. like you make it into an Ant versus Tatum thing. I like Ant Edwards. I am a fan of him. I You're hope he succeeds. It's no. I it's it's like not him. an Ant versus Tatum thing. It's a Ant can be as good as Tatum, and you were like, ha ha. You said he'd be better. How he could, he could definitely be better. He can definitely be better. He can definitely be better. Yeah, the first round. Hey, uh, uh, Joel, can Ant be better than Luca? That's yes. a debate. That's a conversation. Yeah, wow. I'm if willing to have that conversation. Say, like I'm, I said, right, he's saying consistent. Ant's the best player in the league. Stay consistent. Yeah, Edwards. Edwards. Like, there, there's a there's a year. Or there's a stretch where Edwards could be the most valuable player in the league. One hundred percent. Yes. One hundred percent. Yes. Luca got to hit the gym. And Jenny Craig, maybe. I need to start Luka, seeing some Luka, playoff Luka, success. Luka, I need to start Luka, seeing some conference Luka, chips, eight, some finals eight, appearance. Eight, eight packs of beef and burgers gives your team 40 nightly, like in yeah, general. No, no doubt. He's him. Like, Josh Boateng, Jimmy Jordan really like that for real. Respect yeah, Michael Jordan, Jordan please. Respect Jimmy. Sports. Rank Respect 3-1. Rank 3-1 comebacks. Oh, my goodness. Rank 3-1 comebacks most to least likely to happen. Knicks, Cavs, Wolves, Nuggets, Lakers, Grizzlies. Hawks, Celtics, and Bucks Heat. Throw the Clippers in there too. I saw his other message. I'll be honest, the Cavs are cooked, but they'll win game five. Uh, Wolves are the most cooked. Uh, Hawks Every team over there is cooked, cooked <laughs> except the Bucks. Every team yeah. over there is cooked except the Bucks. Everyone's cooked except the Bucks. Yeah. I think in ranking this most least likely to happen, I think most likely Bucks come back versus the Heat. That's pretty much it. What are the odds on that? 20%. 10%. Right now, the Bucks are like plus 140, I want to say. Cavs coming back against the Knicks. That would be two. Okay. Three is Wolves coming back against the Nuggets. You lost oh, me, Chief. God. Four is Hawks coming back against the Celtics. And five is Grizzlies coming back against the Lakers. You, you lost me. Wow. I'll be honest. Every game, every game in that Minnesota series has been close. Outside of game no, one. No, then they get that ass whip game one? Game one. That's that's what I said. Outside of game one, every game has been close. And Edwards' last three games, 34, 36, 41. LLW. Respect, yeah. Anthony. Stop it, Riv. Come on. Oh, but when Dell does it, it's a, it's, a, it's a big I'm like I don't know why people think I – well, Joel thinks I don't I caught you, Drew. I caught why? you. Why? How? Because when 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 Dells was saying it lost, you said Well, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. So, Joel, I mean, Joel, respect. Joel, you hear me? Respect. Respect him. He got one. He got his one. We're on national television. I get what you're doing. All right, on national television. Hey, I'm me. I'll tell now, him the shout radio. out to Sports. Now, That's this from Samuel Cannon. Drew, respectfully, Jimmy Butler dropping 50 and going up 3-1 against the best team in the East is a bigger story than the Lakers beating the Grizzlies. It's a, it's a bigger story, but it's not a bigger pick-a-side story. 
Correct. I Samuel, I cannot agree more. If only the members on my podcast would have agreed that the Lakers were going to cruise. If mid, only. Mid, mid. Casual. <laughs> this from Vay Sports once again. Rank these guys to start a franchise now. John Morant, De'Aaron Fox, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese, and SGA. SGA number one. Agreed. Number one for uh, me is Anthony Edwards. Yeah, I'm surprised there. I'll go That's number two, good. Anthony Edwards. Number three, it's between Fox and Ja. Uh, I, 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 that's tough, Let's make this bro. easy, Drew. Well, number one is Ant-Man. Range game. I think it's number two is SGA. Number three is Fox. Number four is Hallie. Number five is Ja. Oh what my the god! Fuck? You're losing me. You're losing me. I think it's, lost, it's not over. I have Hallie not seen right Tyrese now. play a playoff game. John Moran averages 30 and 10 in the playoffs. I think I would take Ant over. Ali is a far better playmaker than John Moran, and he has a consistent jump shot. He's a great shooter. I think that his game could translate to a longer and more fulfilling career. Tyrese cannot create create offense as good as John Moran at all. You do know that the five-man lineup of Tyrese, Buddy Heald, Miles Turner, Jalen Smith, and I forgot the third one that's there. You know that their offensive Mm -hmm. rating was top five offensive rating. You're at the bottom of the league, and you do know that has nothing to do with his creation – by himself, if he goes into a playoff series, he is not as good of a creator on offense than John Morant. That is just crazy for you to say that. There, well, you thought it was crazy when I took Fox over John Morant. Not yeah, that was two ago. years ago, and Ja has averaged thirty in a playoff series. And not too long ago, you thought it was crazy then, and look, Bro, I was right. I'm you gonna bring be up, you bringing up the past. Again. Don't make this any crazier than what you just said. I'll no, be, me I'll... bringing up the past and saying that it could be crazy in a moment, but ultimately, I'll be right, just like I was right before. You wasn't really right, though. I was right, because Darren Fox is better than Ja. Darren Fox might lose in the first round. Ja's been past that, so how are you right? Darren Fox is a better player than Ja Morant. Ja Morant is younger and has been the multiple playoff series before Darren Fox, so how are you right? He got drafted into a stable and good organization. Ah, he was the the reason they were stable. No, he no, he made, no, he made them. They were a top the three. They had are. a top three pick. No, no, Taylor, respectable organization. The not hiring, like the hiring, of, ta- the hiring of Taylor Jenkins led to the culture change and the shift that they had. Not yeah, Taylor, not Taylor, Taylor, so what about Mike Brown? So then what about Mike Brown? You can't say the same exact thing for Mike Brown in the yeah, second 100%. But he just got well, there. What kind of statement is that, though? Wait, 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 what, what, do you mean? what do you mean, Mike Brown? For the first time in yes, years. Yes, because their coach for multiple years was Luke fucking Walton. What are we doing here? But you know what? Joel is actually right. Who would you rather have long-term? Ja may have already hit his peak given his play style. So Halliburton long-term may be a thing. And and also, let's let's respect Tyrese because Tyrese, before he got injured, the Pacers were a top six seed in the East. Is Taylor Jenkins going to have a job this offseason? Are you serious? What? If he loses in the first round, to the Los Angeles Lakers, the seventh seed, is he still having a job? With Are the you kidding? You mean, you you mean with Steven Adams and Brandon Clark being injured and John Moran hurting his wrist? Oh, yeah. Fire Taylor Jenkins. I, I got to call. I got to call. Dylan Brooks is his third offensive option. When you guys are telling me, even with the knowledge that Steven Adams and Brandon Clark were going to be out, you told me the Grizzlies were winning regardless. You told me regardless. So now you can't go and defend Taylor Jenkins. Now saying that, oh, he didn't have this, he didn't have that. He had a bad challenge today, which cost them because John Morant got that and one, which was called back on the LeBron Chargers really moving forward. But outside that one charge call, I think Taylor Jenkins has done a great job at this bench, like a phenomenal job. Xavier Tillman's on the bench all season long. Right now he's playing elite defense. So uh, I just think it's unfair to put the blame on Taylor Jenkins. It's really been a realization, oh, shit. John Morant can't be Superman the way we expected. And that was a little bit unrealistic. I just They've texted really John every single lock in year. For the summer. Just texted <laughs> yeah, John Tom Lockett for the summer because this shit is insane. This I is the first this is the first year. This is the first year the Grizzlies have 
not take taking the next step. Every year since Taylor Jenkins has been there, it's been progression. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But now you're going to lose a, a series that allegedly you weren't supposed to lose. So we'll we'll see what happens. These yeah, are supposed though, to lose, but it's it's also it's also like okay, I may have picked the Grizzlies, but you picked the Lakers, and I think on this series it was more so of a 50-50 split. I don't think that anybody favored the Grizzlies like 80 to 20. 50, then, 50, 50 split. Listen, I live in the pick a side realm. That's where I live. And, and here we have that's not true. five people on a panel. And so 20% of the people believe that the Lakers will win this series on this panel. So but, that's how I live. Well, that's not, well, we that's not true. Like the Lakers were contenders. We just were choosing another contender reviewed in the Grizzlies. John, hold up. I, I didn't. I never had. I had the, I had the yeah. Lakers over them. I said the Lakers are fifth. Wait, hold up, Riff. Then why did you guys have the Grizzlies beating us? I'm just perplexed. I don't think it's I a mid off. I don't think the the oh, Lakers sure. or the Grizzlies are real contenders. Like they're I'm they're both perplexed. like slightly above. You had the Lakers perplexed. over the Grizzlies as contenders, but then in a series with the Grizzlies versus the Lakers, you don't pick us. It that's just I, I where you it's, lose. It's, it was so slight between neither of them are real contenders. Listen, Dells, I'm perplexed, and Riff, I'm perplexed that Drew says he lives in a pick a side realm. There we go. But when he was talking so much, talking so down on Jordan Poole for multiple episodes and all year long, oh, yeah. that, that was based on you thinking he was overrated because of what other people thought he was and comparing yeah. him to Steph Curry. None of us did that on this panel, yet None. you held that against Jordan Poole all year long. So you do, in fact, live in other I realms do, as well. I do absolutely adore when <laughs> you bring in other topics that aren't related to what we're currently talking about to help it, your ha- it has to do really- with this topic. It really does, really, it really is great. Um, but regardless of that fact, Riv loves Jordan Poole and has overrated Jordan Poole. He has. And what in conversations with Riv now, <laughs> Riv at least acknowledges that Jordan Poole has played shitty. But that's prior to this season where Riv was talking very crazy on Jordan Poole. Are we, am I wrong, Riv? Or when we had our Mojo segment, did you not say that you're going to invest into Jordan Poole, into Jonathan Kaminga, because you believe that these guys, the sky's the limit for them? True or false? Yeah, right. Because you're you're a Jordan Poole fan. You're you're a Kaminga fan. Yes, you are a Warriors fan. But you believed in Jordan Poole. You didn't I expect him to play shitty this season, correct? Yeah, but I think I think you saying I overrated him, and then me saying the sky's the limit. I think that's a little reach. Riff, Listen, two I different things. Riv, saying... you can overrate Jordan Poole, but yes, there's other people that overrate Jordan Poole way more than Riv for sure. Wait, I'm 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 surprised because Riv, when Drew said that he was calling Poole overrated. He admitted that it was because other people compared him to Steph, not you. Yes. It's no. I've never this season. This season, Riv has realized Poole has not been who he expected. And we have had conversation. But prior to this season, Riv was on the Poole hype train of saying that he is next. Absolutely. All this has to do with Taylor Jenkins and how analysts, people that do podcasts to talk about basketball for a living, this was a 50 50 series. This was not. Memphis Grizzlies 80% over the, the Lakers. So that's why I think Taylor Jenkins losing his series isn't a big deal. Okay. Good coach. That's fine. That's fine. Taylor cool. Well, Taylor's good. This is from the Tribe One. Jimmy is probably the best performer as an all-star level player. He huh. reaches superstar level, but isn't a superstar. In in his tier, he's him. That makes sense. I like I like that. I like I like, that. I like how you word that. I like that. Better than Devin Booker. I think Devin Booker is a tier above. I think yeah, I you don't think they're in the same tier. I think Devin Booker is like a tier two superstar. For Booker's me. been ridiculous this first round. You have Dame Lillard. You have him. Giannis won a championship, so clearly he can't be on that level. Uh, I guess you want to say Devin Booker. That's fine. James Harden. 
Um, I don't think James Harden's that at this point. He's like all. No, I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Those are the players in this tier. That tier. The tier two superstars are the ringless guys for me. The tier two yeah, superstars correct. are players that I don't think are one A's, but they're one B's, two yeah. A options. And Actually, I yeah. think Devin Booker, he was a one A on a championship team that went to the finals. But He's I think one A now. He is. He is. He is. He just folded up last season, and that's where Jimmy's had his one fold up in 2021. So then, you know, I can definitely give Book a pass for how great he was in the finals against Milwaukee. But I think you can argue Jimmy Butler can reach that similar tier as D Book when the playoffs come around if the rosters are of, of similar sure. caliber. Sure. In totality, though, D Book will have a better regular season by far, and the yeah. playoffs He's pretty similar. Yeah. This from Riley McKenna. People consider Barkley a legendary player with one finals appearance. How is Jimmy not under the same criteria? I personally he don't doesn't consider, have an MVP. I personally don't consider Barkley a legendary player. My list is very short, so I don't. Yeah, I mean, Barkley is a Hall of Famer first ballot. He was a top five player in the league. Jimmy Butler's never been a top five. For his in the position, he should not have been as dominant of a force as he was. For six, as his six, height, I should say. Six. For his, for his height and the position that he played, he should not have been as dominant as great as he was. And he was way better than any than he should have been by far. He lost to Michael Jordan. I don't know how you. Yeah, there's no yeah. shame in that. Barkley will go down as a top six power forward of all time. Jimmy Butler will not go down as a top six. Shooting guard, small forward, whatever you want to listen as. Screaming. Vase Sports forgot to include the Clippers in the earlier 3-1. Without Kawhi, they're cooked. And now this is from NFL Big. What's up, Pixod? Finally was able to join the live stream, listen every night working. Thank you, Brody. We appreciate you, man. Thank you very much. Joel Lamas, Andrew Lake Show, D-Lo 35. My brother. Reese. Is that how many points he asked for the series? Oh, I think sure. that's threes. That's an S, I believe. Mm, yeah, I mean, all you have to do is read. You know, you can build eyes of yours and read. S, S and five looks similar. That's if you're blind. This from RJ the God. Start, bench, cut, Marcus Smart, Draymond, and RJ Barrett. RJ and gets cut. Draymond yeah. is starting. Start, Smart. I mean, excuse me, Smart, Draymond. What? Smart, Draymond? Start. It's <laughs> three in the morning. Start, Draymond. Sit, Marcus. Fucking cut, RJ. Yeah, same, same for me. I'll go similar. I'll be honest, RJ Barrett is still dog shit to me. Nobody's changed that. Yeah, that big chief. RJ. Games That's like the these moment. from Jimmy makes me wish he was still a bull. Keep up the work, fellas. Love the recaps. Love you, big chief. Thanks, dude. This from Manny Riho. Jimmy Butler has the most 40-point playoff games in Heat history. A franchise that had LeBron and D-Wade. He is an amazing playoff performer, Joel. I don't think you said he wasn't amazing. Yeah, just, this is just not one of the greatest of this generation. generational legends. I never said. Wait, I'm just I, making I this think clear. He's Who said all time? The guy Who up there. All time. Was it? Was it an all time of this generation? It was. I don't know. I don't think all time greatest of this generation. He's neither for me. Okay, he's Jimmy definitely Butler not the greatest superstar. of our generation. Well, one of the yeah. one of one of That's the greatest. Fact, he agree on that. Superstar is what Jimmy Butler is in the playoffs. He is for sure. The all time stuff. Who cares? Two runs. He's been at two runs. Two runs out of a what eleven year career? And we'll see about this one. This one's to be determined as well. But he might have just taken out the number one seeded. My Joel's looking at the box score stuff, and Jimmy's the last guy to do that with. Ooh. Josh Boateng, D'Angelo Russell just saved himself from learning Chinese. <laughs> the Chinese jokes always kill me. Josh Boateng, I don't appreciate that statement one bit. I do appreciate the donation, but next time you talk on D'Angelo Russell's name, provide respect next to it, please. Thank you. 
Josh Brud, if John has a million fans, I am one of them. <laughs> if John has 10 fans, I am one of them. If John <laughs> has no fans, that means I am no more on the earth. No uh, more that's on the earth. I respect that. I respect that. I respect that. I appreciate that, that, Josh. Thank you. Thanks, Basil. Drew looked like he's been held hostage in a Zoom meeting. I don't even know why they said that. I I, I was just locked in on the conversation. I'm not going to lie, John. I hate when you start non-super chats. Dude, come on. Some of them, sometimes they're good. RJ the God, with the Heat probably advancing, are we looking at the possibility of seeing Moran Knicks versus Dell Celtics in the conference finals? And we definitely are, Dells. We definitely are. I'm ready. I'm excited. <laughs> Listen, it wasn't the Nets. It was the Knicks and Celtics. I'll take that even it's, more. It's your, it's your fifth team of the year in the East. You finally yeah. got one. <laughs> it's my second team. Respect. Philly. Philly. Was the Sixers, then it was the Bucks. Now now it's the I'm going to have two shots at this because the Sixers I'm rooting for, the Knicks hilarious. are my team. So I'm going to have the second round to beat you. I'm going to have the for the final. Suns or the Nuggets or whoever else comes out of the West. Yeah, you better be prepared. Though. Wait, Joel, if the Knicks and Philly face, who are you rooting for? Ooh. I'll root for the Knicks. But James Harden, you, you – Reluctantly. Ah! Doesn't even look into the camera to say, I'll, I'll root I'll, for the Knicks. I'm rooting root for, for the, the Knicks. Knicks. But listen, if either team wins, I'm happy. That's if, gross. If either that's, team that's, wins, I'm happy. Because if Harden wins, he got a chance to get what that What kind of fan is this guy? Bro. I own every single Harden jersey known to man. I mean, Drew, you're not talking. You don't even have a thing. You're loyal to a player. I'm loyal to a player, too, and James Harden, but I also have a team. I have a basketball. I've been more loyal to the Lakers than a lot of so-called Laker fans, Drew. so whatever you want to say doesn't phase me. Drew. Talk to me, babe. What, uh, somebody told me actually this question. Warriors, Lakers, what's the series and what's the games? Of course I'm going to take my Lakers, and if it goes seven games, I'll never take anyone not named LeBron James. Simple. So it's Lakers in seven? Correct. Got it, got it, got it. Michael Lee, all love for my favorite podcast, Warriors and Five. I'm, I'm assuming this is against the Lakers. Casual. Yeah. That would be in Golden State Game Seven, right? Yo, yeah, undoubtedly. Yeah, yeah. That's You're a casual. Cool. Who's better, Fox LeBron, or Garland? Le- LeBron James has already won a Game Seven in the finals. Doesn't count. No, no. New arena. New arena. On the road. It's not the same LeBron. So no Kyrie. New arena. Yo, Joel, you're giving, giving nothing but casual. Turn the Laker tape on. All you've done is this is, this is the same LeBron as the Cavs. And we don't have Harrison Barnes no more. About, we don't have okay. Harrison Barnes no more. Okay. We have Andrew Wiggins. Different beast. You guys are struggling right now. Like you around teams, the so. different versions of right. like, You, you, you're struggling. Not know at all. I think that's facts. Now, FS thoughts on Tank versus Garcia. It was one sided as hell. Tank absolutely dominated. Aside from round one, where round it was really back. a feel out, he threw three punches round one. Yeah, he it was, was Tank really out. just feeling out the the fight, and then the rest of the game was just him absolutely putting Garcia wh- wh- whichever way he wanted. I don't know why people were expecting Garcia to get up from that liver shot. I don't. I didn't see it initially. I didn't see bad. him get. Ab- no, he got popped. Yeah, it was bad, and I mean. That's one of the worst shots you can take in boxing. Expecting him to get up and, and keep fighting through that. I thought that was a bit I'm, I'm, people just don't I'm understand not, the sport. I know we're talking about Tank and Garcia, but now it's it's all coming back to me. Uh the same LeBron, right? John Morant goes up for a highlight reel. What does LeBron James do? Takes a charge in year 20? LeBron James putting his body on the line. LeBron James in year 20, a 2020 game. The first player to do it in a Laker uniform since in since 2004. Name that player. The first player. Charge drill. Neil. 
No, it should have been a charge because John Morant was reckless. Yeah, of, of course control. it was. Of course it was. In the first one. What are you talking so, about? So, again, and in year 20, LeBron James is still able to blow by Xavier Tillman, rise up over Jaron Jackson, the defensive player of the year, to send the game into overtime. Yeah. Respect the king. I just want to say this. In year, I don't even give a fuck the year. Steph is 35. He's him. So Steph, he, Steph and, and Kevin Durant is also 34, 35. Yeah, it's... Mm. So your casual, Vilge, you didn't answer my super chat. The super chat was Fox or Darius Garland. Who's better? Fox. Fox for sure. De'Aaron Fox. What do you think, John? But I get it. Right now, De'Aaron Fox is better. This guy hates saying that. This guy's a Garland uh, fanatic. Garland's one of my guys. We'll get get back, John. We'll get back. Don't worry, John. It's a marathon, not a sprint. All right, that's going to do it for this recap reaction show. We will be recording a full-length podcast tomorrow doing an nfl mock right. draft and doing some more stuff as well we're gonna get some good night's rest it's only 12 where i'm at so i'll, I'll sleep very tidy, oh, tidy i don't like you i see you dells what time is it right now where you yeah, are yeah <laughs> got work tomorrow nice dells six hours of sleep listen all the bosses bosses do that uh, let's get to it i'm all actually right. up now Make sure you guys like the stream. We have 880 exciting. people right now live on the live stream. So make sure you tell like them this. Subscribe. Come subscribe on, because less than go. 70% of the people, less play. than 30% of the people that watch these live streams and watch our videos are not subscribed. So make sure you guys subscribe. We'll see you guys next time. We'll be live for episode 275. And good night to everybody. This is Colin Kelly from the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Podcast Network. In case you didn't know, the show you are listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. And over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team podcast network and business operations now they are raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be a part of a growing startup. You can invest as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you would like to be part of the BlueWire investment round or want to find out more information go to wefunder.com forward slash blue wire